Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode seven. One year on. I'm very much not unique or original in noticing how, one year on from the start of the first national lockdown in the UK, how much COVID-19 has changed our lives. In fact, it's become quite the meme to remark on it. For example, there's a TikTok meme where people stitch their responses to a video prompt which asks, what's something we did before the pandemic you can't believe we did? The stitched responses range from the insightful to the absurd. From answers like getting dressed for work, sitting next to strangers on a bus and salad bars, or the feeling of leaving your house without being worried, terrified and anxious. It also seems people are pretty disturbed by the idea of bowling, birthday cakes and cinemas too. Some responders have made it their ambition to stitch made-up answers competing to offer the most disturbing or ridiculous or were they real outrageous suggestions. Whether utterly mundane or totally made up, each response reveals an underlying truth to our collective experience of the past year. We have seen life become so disrupted so bizarre and so different. In fact, in just one year, life has become so absurd and we have become so accustomed to that absurdity that our past normality now seems strange. So in this week's episode, let's take a little look back at life one year ago and a look ahead to one year from now. So I'm sat here with my calendar open showing one year ago and looking at all the things that happened in the week around the country locking down on the 23rd of March. I remember these events and I remember the naive fool I was back then too. The last school visit, the last concert, the last trip to the Isle of Wight. The last day I spent on campus marking presentations and suggesting to students they might want to prepare for a few weeks' disruption before the next set of hand-ins. I can see calendar events for the first Skype tutorials that turned into phone calls because video meetings felt awkward to get working properly. I then see the video meetings start to phase in. Team training, meetings with funders, team meetings... Then I see the rest of my life change too, exchanging contracts on my first flat with no concept of a lockdown that might last long enough or include restrictions that would make moving house difficult. The food deliveries from Asda and a local butcher that were nearly impossible to secure and when they arrived got left on the doorstep for me to bring in once the delivery driver had gone, having left a thank you card for them because they were working so hard to keep life moving. And how could I forget that feeling of wondering if the toilet roll and soap I ordered would turn up 
or if it was all sold out. And of course, as we celebrate again this week for my niece Imogen, the first of so many birthday parties that happened on FaceTime or Zoom. I'm not sure what feels more ridiculous looking back one year on, how quickly and completely life changed in those few weeks, or how innocent we were to how long those changes would last. I remember thinking it would be a few weeks. I then remember thinking I would be fine so long as it was over by Easter, then accepting May, then accepting summer holiday. Then, it's safe to say, by the time summer arrived, the naivety of trying to negotiate an ending was well and truly gone. And that, that is perhaps why thinking ahead to one year from now feels quite so strange. YouTube legend Hank Green posted a video this week entitled How Will Post-Pandemic Behaviour Change? And in it, he creates what he calls the Post-Covid Behaviour Change Alignment Chart. Now, let me admit, this visual chart is not the ideal tool for an audio podcast, but I have linked it in the description and will try my best. He plots on his graph from top to bottom the behaviours he most wants to go back to how they were before COVID, all the way down to those new behaviours that he wants most to keep. Then he also arranges them from left to right, based on how likely that is to happen. For example, for Hank, and I suspect for most of us, hugging people is top right, representing something we both want back and that is sure to be coming back. And I might add, the sooner, the better. For Hank, bottom left is not travelling for work. He'd love to not travel again, but that's not likely for him. Now, I'm not flying around the world for work like Hank, so perhaps it's not a particularly relatable problem for those of us who aren't international YouTube entrepreneurs. But I do know that I would be very happy to never have to spend four hours on a train to London for a 90-minute regional meeting ever again. I've not filled in the chart myself, but looking at it has helped me think more clearly about what I want back and what I want to keep, what I think might change and what I think might stick around anyway. It's a fun thought experiment you might want to try. The past year has shortened our time horizons. The boredom of being locked down, the constant changes of restrictions and tears and guidance, the unpredictability of what might be around the corner. It all contributes to an inability and a reluctance to think too far ahead. I feel I can hardly plan more than a week at a time. And when I asked on Instagram and spoke with friends, they felt much the same. It feels impossible, they said. This year has thrown up so much uncertainty, so much unknown, so much chaos, and we are wading through it each and every day. And whilst we have an incredible capacity for change, even at our most resilient, we have to recognise that capacity is limited. 
And it's quite okay to get our heads down and deal with the unknowns we're forced to deal with right now and let tomorrow's unknowns wait till tomorrow. And certainly the vast unknown of next year can wait a little longer. In making us learn to cope with changes to even the most basic ways of life, from shopping to work to school to seeing friends and family, the past year has made fools of us all. That said, I feel like spending a little time embracing my inner fool and trying to think ahead. Let's have a go. It might be fun to raise our eyes a little higher and see what the future may hold one year from now. I can certainly imagine a future one year from now, a version of reality where the restrictions on our lives today feel as strange to us in that future as the freedoms we enjoyed a year ago feel to us right now. On the other hand, I can also see a potential future where next winter is much more similar to the one we have just been through than to the one before it. We all hope that won't be the case, but we have been jaded by hopes like those too many times before. I suspect, and based on responses from Instagram, so do many of you, that the truth lies somewhere in between. Lots of friends said that masks are here to stay and I have to agree. And regular vaccines may be a thing too, which seems reasonable for someone who has an annual flu jab for sure. For those of us who have worked from home, there's no sense that working from home full time is something we want to be a permanent fixture in our lives. But we would appreciate the freedom to blend home working and flexible hours into our future working arrangements. There is the hope that this might buy us a little more time for ourselves in the future too. In many ways, the pandemic has sped up trends that were happening before and are unlikely to go backwards now. Online shopping and recreation and working will be a much greater part of our lives for the long term. But I suspect that hospitality is something that I may go back to more than ever before. Pubs and restaurants and gigs and galleries and theatres are all places we enjoy with others. And I know that as soon as I can, and I certainly hope by this time next year, I will be enjoying those with greater readiness and gratitude than ever before. And then there are the things that feel like such a dream, like being on holiday on a beach in some tropical place. The past year has been such a bitch that to be on a beach next year would be quite the linguistic twist. It really does feel impossible to imagine what life really will be like one year from now, whatever the next year is like and whatever it brings. I refuse to tempt fate by saying that it can't be as strange as the year we have just been through, but I certainly hope that at least it may be a little kinder on us all. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. 
You can find the podcast on social media at Life After Vax, V-A-X, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection, you can drop me an email. Hi at lifeaftervax.com. Until next time. Thank you.